This is red. I'm hot again. It's podcast time. Good morning, grab your friends. We'll talk about Barry Disneyland. So Matt the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we're here rating and reviewing Adventure Time from episode one all the way to the end. Yeah, we are. Um, Matt. Yeah. You know what I really like? What? I guess first off, how are you doing? I'm very good. How are you doing? You're very good. Yeah. Le- gonna, why are you very good? I'm in a sprightly mood. Ooh, a sprightly mood. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You need to simmer down now. So I just got back from the bathroom. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was listening to something. And say, listeners, have you ever heard of a, a genre of music called bardcore? Ooh, bardcore. What is this, Matthew? So this is... Popular songs done in the style of medieval folk music. Oh. Bardcore. Because, Bard-core. you know, singers in the medieval times were called bards. Oh. And uh, we went to the, Medi- the Renaissance Fair recently. The Renaissance Fair. The Renaissance Fair. That one. And I caught this little clip of, uh, so we were in like a little shop at the Renaissance Fair. Mm-hmm. And there was a girl playing um, a harp. Yeah. Outside the shop. And I caught this little sound clip. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. You like that? It was awesome. That's good stuff. Anyway, so I've been all about bardcore recently. And I just, I scoured YouTube yesterday for the best bardcore pop song covers. And uh, one of them was Willow by Taylor Swift. Who I love. I love me some Tay-Tay. You do love some some T-Swift. And I found uh, a great cover of... Some 80s song, holding out for a hero. It's from like Shrek 2. Anyway, Bardcore, man. I love it. <laughs> check, 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 check it out. Yes. <laughs> wow. Meanwhile. I went way overboard on that. I love crunchy grapes. <laughs> I, bet car- I bet Bardcore is better. <laughs> I'm joking. No, crunchy grapes are great. Yeah, they're good. So what's new with you? Um, Got back from Florida. We went yeah. To Florida to see my two girl friends who are my best friends for life, Crush and Slay. We met playing roller derby and they are beautiful souls. And I had a long but um, enjoyable weekend or week of hanging out in Florida. Didn't go like swimming or beach or anything. We just, you know, in Central Florida time and ate lots of good food, hung out with some of the best people I know in my life. And it was wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah. Came home to uh, this stud here, Thank Matthew, you. <laughs> and our kitties. I missed our cats. Yeah. And Matt, but they're mostly easy. our cats. <laughs> they're, they're easy to miss. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember when you were heading out for your trip, I was like, oh, it'll be fun. I'll just have like a week just like working on animation and watching movies and stuff. I had the most boring week. I couldn't <laughs> wait for it to be over, honestly. It was super boring. Was it? Yeah. Also, wow. like, um, so a lot, most of the movies I was watching were to take notes on for another podcast. Mm-hmm. So it became more like homework than it was just like watching movies. It was oh, like, that's eh. not fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not to, it didn't help that most of the movies were really bad. It's not like watching Adventure Time. No. I, I adore Adventure Time. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll go out of my way to watch it even when yeah. it's not for the podcast. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, we're talking about an episode tonight that I love. Yeah. The Hard Easy. I'm excited for this. Yeah. Should we get to it? Let's do it. All right. So, the hard easy. IMDb rating, 7.5. Overall number, 101. Season 4, episode 23. Directed by Larry Leachlayer, Nate Catch. Cash. <laughs> Written and storyboarded by uh, Tom Herpich and Skylar Page. Original air date, October 1st, 2012. And 2.64 million U.S. viewers. Again, we're so close to the actual air date of an episode. Yep. Because we're recording this on October 3rd. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And the title card shows Finn in like a little swampy area spitting water at Jake who's sitting on a tree stump. And you get the little weeboo guy. Oh, yeah. A little, little um, wooby woo. Yeah, that one. Mud scamp. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm so excited to talk about this one. All right. So the synopsis, the episode begins with Finn and Jake sitting by a body of water in the rain. Finn is not wearing his hat or his shirt. Ew. We can peeps his bod. <laughs> And they're like, eh, this is not the great uh, swimming hole that we thought it was. Uh, so they both decide to leave. Um, this feels like Matt is always looking for the best swimming hole. Yeah, I'm glad we finally found one. Mm-hmm. 
We did, but I remember many times him complaining that he can't find a swimming hole. And also, it was jarring to see Finn without his hat on. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Anyway, a river scamp calls out to them asking for help. He explains to them that the mega frog was harassing them. He tells Finn and Jake to follow him to his village. When they arrive, the leader of the river scamps asks them for help. They agree, and the leader offers them a bag of lollipops as a reward. Yeah, so the leader of the of the of the scamps. Yes. And South Wooby Woo. Oh, first of all, like I love the first scamp that they come across. He's like, yeah. I'm a mud scamp. They're like, What? He's like, Hi, I'm a mud scamp. I'm shy. Yep. And the meter that they lead the, 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 the leader, the leader that, that they meet that they meet his voice and the little mud scam's voice are so funny because it's so like normal person conversational it doesn't sound like a voice actor yeah I, totally. I have to play a clip of of the leader because he's so funny and the and their their dialogue is just really funny i don't do it often in the show but i'm gonna find a sound clip and play it just because how great i think it is mm-hmm. it's good we've, we've always managed to escape but it's crazy scary i mean what if you got eight Think about it, all alone in the stomach full of acid. Mommy, 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 help me. Billy, is that you? Mommy, you sound exactly... Mommy, you sound exactly like me. Mommy, you sound exactly like me. Billy, uh... Anyway. So they walk through the swamp and decide to use lollipops as a way to remember where they came from. Okay, really quick before you move on. So they give them these bag of lollies. They're like, it's all we have. And then they just throw them on the ground for a trail... Yeah. Huh. Okay, so yeah. proceed. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of the bag of lollies, if you haven't heard my the episode that where I covered uh, Over the Garden Wall, there's a whole thing with, like, one of the characters leaving a, a trail of candy. Yeah, I love Over the Garden Wall. I just rewatched it a couple nights ago for the first time in a few years. It's so good. It's from one of the creators of Adventure Time. So, if you haven't seen it, it's a short series. Check it out. Anyway, they eventually run out of lollipops and start running in circles. Finn notices that they pass a tree that looks like a butt many times Mm -hmm. and knows that they're lost. Kind of like the Blair Witch Project. Jake says that he's going to stretch over the trees to see where where they are. And he comments how missing it is and then gets hit by lightning. It stops raining and Finn and Jake try to start a fire by rubbing and twisting sticks in various ways and even writing fire on the ground all without success. Then Jake accidentally screws a stick into his face, which is weird. Screaming in pain, he then stretches over the tree again and is once again electrocuted, lightning this, lighting the stick on fire. Finn asks Jake how he did it, but Jake thinks that Finn started the fire. Yeah, like Jake runs off in pain and then comes back a second later, totally fine. Yeah, he's like, thanks for shutting the fire, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just- this is so funny. It's like a little like segment in the middle of this story where they're trying to figure out how to start a fire. Yeah, a montage, if you will. Yeah, it's funny. Suddenly, Finn hears something and says that it's a mega frog. So he puts a fire out so it will not see them. So Finn and Jake head towards the sound of what they think is the mega frog. Jake approaches from one side and Finn from the other. Jake uses sign language, a very broken sign language. To um, s- not sign language. He makes shapes with his Complete gibberish with his he hands. He makes dinosaur shakes with his hands. Like and- tugs on his ear. Yeah, and then he like drops his jowls. Yeah, yeah. and Finn's like I don't know what you're trying to tell me so Jake heads out to attack and Finn follows I like how they put mud on their face but Jake puts it across his upper lip so it's like a brown mustache Jake is just in pain in this episode between the lightning uh, putting the stick in his face and then the mud in the eye so as Jake attacks branches begin to fall on both of them yeah that's true and they get knocked out yep um, they realize that it's not the mega frog, but a very large nest. The mega frog begins to appear behind Finn, and Jake panics. Frog. Yeah, it's very Scooby Doo. As Finn realizes it is the. I hate Scooby Doo. I do too. I I don't care if people don't like that Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo sucks. Yeah. I think. Yeah. As Finn realizes, it's it's always like a white dude <laughs> unmasked by these kids. There's always some old white He's rich like, guy. He's oh, like, oh, you kids, you ruined my oh, way to distort society. It's so predictable. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, Finn and Jake hide in a cave that the mega frog cannot fit into. But actually, he can. The mega frog is able to, he rolls his eyes back. <laughs> oh, it's so freaking it's so creepy. creepy. And then 
stuffs his whole body into this cave. It was... Mm. If I saw this happening in real life, I would die of a heart attack. Yes. It's so it's so scary. And I love how like when it first approaches Finn and Jake, it has like these long, creepy fingers that are yes. gently dropping the sides of, of Jake's head. Yes. So Jake stretches out. I like I love how, how absolutely freaked out Jake is by this oh, thing. It's crazy. So he so Jake stretches out to uh, about the mega frog size and attacks him until the mega frog has him. So Jake screams, he's like, ah, He's eating me. He's very gently eating me. So He's like gnawing on him like a little baby gnaws on him like one of those teething rings. Yeah, it's just like gumming him. So Finn thinks of all the evidence given by the river scamp or mud scamp and Jake along the way. And he sees all these clips like, I'm shy. Third base, I'm shy. And um, so Finn realizes that to get the mega frog to stop, he has to kiss him. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the classic like princess and the toad style. Yeah. Finn kisses the frog and lands gingerly on like a little protruding bit from the cave ceiling. And the mega frog begins to transform into an actual humanoid prince. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about the voice of the prince. <laughs> it's like this nice little, like, sequence of, like, an almost anime-style sequence of him. Okay, it reminds me of um, Beauty and the Beast when the prince is turned in to, or the beast is turned into the prince, and it's like this magical thing. And then the voice. It's because it was always just like, I'm hot again. <laughs> this is rad. <laughs> and I remember the first time I saw it, I was drinking something and I spat it out through my nose laughing. <laughs> no. Oh, no I, this is for me, seriously, the top five funniest moments of the entire series. Okay. Just this prince's voice. So you know what it reminds me of? What? Vincent D'Onofrio and Magnificent Seven. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> where we were expecting something, and it was opposite of yeah. what we were expecting in terms <laughs> yeah. of the voice. Oh man! By the way, if anybody doesn't know Vincent D'Onofrio, is he's like the overactor of Hollywood actors. Yeah, he ran in um, uh, Law and Order: Criminal Intent, and then he was in Daredevil. I mean, he's been in lots of things, but yeah. most notably, he was in Daredevil, and then he played in Magnificent Seven, and he has this voice that is high-pitched in... It's not what you expect from the character? Not even at all. As anyway. As soon as we saw him in the movie, Amy was like, oh, great, it's this guy. And then you hear the voice, and we both just started laughing. So true. So um, true. You know what I think he is good in? Men in Black. He's the, be- he's oh, the bug yeah, in Men in Black. Oh, yeah, he is. And he's, he's really fabulous good. fabulous in that role. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I'll give him Men in Black, but nothing else. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Anyway, the prince thanks Finn and Jake, but says he's confused as to why he was not turned into normal before this, as he had already kissed just about anything and everything that he could get his lips on. Finn then explains that the curse could only be lifted if if someone else kissed him. He thanks Finn and flies away, laughing heartily. (laughs) I really appreciate it. Yeah, like parts of the cave start crumbling down and he just flies out magically. And that's the end. Um, So... <laughs> Why do you think this guy was turned into a frog? He seems like a creep. So <laughs> that's a great question. He probably did something pervy to get to, like he probably went around smooching people. Like I'm a prince. Ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the whole joke of this episode is that this frog is really this prince with this really weird like New York cab driver voice, <laughs> and it's so funny to me. It was really good. It was really good. I think that this is this episode is just so funny. The the frog is super creepy. Um <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned Blair Witch Project because then they had like that weird like cage thing which seemed to like fit with that kind of line of thinking. Yeah. You know, it it just was the frog was gross and it was just I don't even know. But you know what was really cool? Mm. I think the Jake manipulation in this episode was spectacular. They used that humor multiple times, and it was just fabulous. Yeah. This Um, is a Jake is along for the ride episode, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. When he realizes how freaky the frog is, is one of the funniest moments for Mm -hmm. he is absolutely terrified of this thing. Totally. Totally. Uh, He was, his arms, like, went 
to attack the frog to like protect him and Finn and like the way that it went out and like Finn was like oh yeah okay so when Finn went to kiss the frog he like ran up the back of Jake's body jumped off his buns and then like jumped off his head and seeing his like skin like fold anyway it was just great yeah it was super lovely. you mentioned uh jake's arms going all crazy mm-hmm. uh it's like when he first sees the frog his arms go nuts to like propel them backwards mm-hmm. and it's in a way where it's, it looks like he lost control like yeah. he's just using his magic in any desperate way to get away from this thing because it yeah. freaks him out so much yeah it, was it is freaky so... the frog is really freaky it was it was in, in um one of the mudskimps, or, or Jay, I can't remember who said it, but says uh, frogs are mighty dumb, yeah. and and I thought that was really funny. Um, so we were walking on my parents' property when they first moved there. They have you know a couple acres, and <clears throat> we walk in this area, and uh, we see a frog, and I'm with my sister and my niece, and it became this joke of "You're stupid, I'm a land frog," <laughs> uh, and so it reminded me of that. But anyway, it was. <laughs> I'm a land frog. I'm a land frog. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. Again, I I love th- all the dialogue from the opening. Um, the mud scam. I think that makes the the episode. Like, I think that plus the randomness of this prince and the fire sequence. It's just all masterfully put together. Yeah. And yeah, I love it. This feels like an episode where uh, a long time ago I was watching. Um, old South Park episodes on DVD. Yeah. There's an episode in the second or third season where they said in the commentary, like, you know, this is one of our favorite episodes because we didn't expect much from it. It was just like, we needed to get something out fast. So we just threw it together, like everything that would make us laugh. And it turned out being something magical. And that's what I felt from this episode. Oh yeah. I could see that. For where sure. it's like, they just threw things together that would make the writers and animators laugh. Mm-hmm. And it completely works. Like the mud scamps, they sound like, People who have never voice acted in their lives, which mm-hmm. makes it so much funnier. Like, the, the mm-hmm. leader sounds like uh, the narrator, Buddy's adopted dad from Elf or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, this isn't Bob the voice Newhart? you expect. Hmm? Bob Newhart? Yeah, Bob Newhart. Oh, no, he doesn't do it. It's the the snowman is the one that does the... Oh, my bad. Yeah. No, but either way. But, anyway, it, but yeah, it's it does. It sounds like Bob Newhart. Tone. Like, seriously, it's great. Where like, the mud scamps, you know, you would expect, like, something, like, boisterous, like a, a big, over-the-top voice. But he's like, oh, you know, for, for many, many, many centuries, it's... Uh... <laughs> and, like, it sounds like the voice actor is laughing over his lines. Yeah. That, to me, is some of the funniest stuff in this entire series. Totally. Totally. And I, I, I think that, you know, if you want to watch an episode that is lighthearted and has a lot of different elements of creativity, this is this is a great episode to start on. Absolutely. Well, and again, it's like an adventuring episode. It's like you don't need to know all the background. You don't need to know who all the major characters are. You watch this like rando episode and it gives you a glimpse of what you're in for when you watch Adventure Time. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things, again, where uh, I know later seasons are very much more Mm story-driven and and, getting a lot more into, like, philosophy almost. And Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that got me to love this show in the first place is just episodes like this one where you can just turn it on and be instantly in a better mood. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely adore it, and I go to it frequently. That's great. Um, With that said, where's the snail? I don't even know, man. (laughs) What was that? It's on the wooden structure that looks like a giant frog in the swamp. Ah. I did not catch that. Me neither. Oh, it's crazy. Um, to, no fill face? Nope. You want to give me a favorite line? Yeah. Like, bam, fresh out the grease. Yeah. I love that. That's one of the, the mud scamps. Yes. So funny. And my favorite line is, I'm a mud scamp. Because <laughs> I think it's adorable. It's a cute yes. little line. It's so good. Uh, you want to give me an impression of a character? Yeah. I'm shy. Oh, the mud scamp. Yeah. How about you? This is rad. <laughs> Which is the prince at the end. Oh, my God. All I right. can't do his voice. It's impossible to do. Okay. We have tons of triv. Oh, let's do it. Do you get a song? Oh, um, I want to be where trivia is free. I want to go where knowledge flows. I need to work on that. <laughs> I love how you start with an, with no accent and then all of a sudden bust into an accent. <laughs> I want to go where the knowledge flows. 
Thank you. You're welcome. You should write music to that. I actively plan to. <laughs> um, this episode was previously named Prince Huge. All right. Just as weird as the episode. Yep. I wonder why it's called The Hard Easy, but anyway. Uh, so this is the episode that was the 100th produced episode. <laughs> Great sentence, Napoleon. It began production on the week of October 12th, 2011. Hmm. All right. Cool. Though this, in fact, is the 101st episode to air, it is advertised by Cartoon Network as the 100th episode. If that's the case, great, because I love this one. Mm-hmm. This being called the 100th episode is partially true, as one could see Holly Jolly Secrets as parts one and two as one episode. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about the sound of the cat in the background. Princesses needing attention. Yeah. This episode aired during a special day-long celebration from Cartoon Network that celebrated its 20th birthday on the same day. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Man, I love Cartoon Network so much. I, I mean, I, Matt's I, dream I, job is to work for Adult Swim. Yeah. I've, I've loved Cartoon Network for a long time. I don't know what's on Cartoon Network these days. I've pretty much stopped watching since Adventure Time ended. Hopefully there's some good stuff, but... Yeah, I have high hopes for them. Yeah. So Finn's hair makes another appearance in this episode. This time his real ears are visible as well, which have not been seen since to cut a woman's hair. I wonder why. Yeah. It's just really interesting how he wears his hat all the time instead of letting his locks live in the free air. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it'll come up in the future. Prince Huge is the second being of Ooh to have undergone a frog curse. The first was the Gnome Knight of the Pod. Oh, that's right. Oh, someone's going to take a, a quest from a frog. That's oh, a yeah, that's right. Too. I remember that. Fan and Jake <laughs> waited for the evil to grow. So he is also the second character titled as Prince, the first being Prince Gumball, though he is the only one who is not a fictional character in the series. I wonder what he's the prince of, though. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. He kind of looks like the same species as, like, the the farm from the last episode. True. Or yeah. next to the last episode. Finn and Jake use lollipops to prevent getting lost in the swamp. Although, in the similar situation in The Limit, Jake simply used his stretchy powers. Yeah. But that almost killed him. Absolutely. Maybe he learned his lesson. Yeah. So, Finn had a lot of trouble uh, starting a fire using sticks. But in the New Frontier, he was able to start a fire very easily using just his bare hands. Inconsistencies. Oh. When Jake hurt himself with the stick, he started saying "globit" repeatedly, similar to the way Finn did it in another way. When the talking bush provoked him, when you say "globit," it's supposed to sound like kind of a swear thing, right? Yeah, I guess so. So cultural references. The ending when the when Finn kisses the mega frog to transform into a prince is obviously a reference to the frog prince. The scene with Finn suggesting to leave a trail of lollipops to avoid getting lost may be seen as reference to Hansel and Gretel, in which the children were leaving the trail of rocks and breadcrumbs. The scene where the mega frog transforms into a huge prince, <gasps> or Prince Huge, is a reference to the transformation scene in Sailor Moon. Yes! It, also has... it totally does! I knew it! I knew I'd seen that before! Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Go ahead. It's also similar to uh, the transformation from Beast into Prince in Beauty and the Beast. Yep. My favorite Disney movie. Um, The sequence and music closely mimic the scene near the end of Shrek where Fiona undergoes her transformation after being kissed. Of course. The swamp in the episode bears a striking resemblance to the swamp of Dagobah from Star Wars. Yes! We're going to the Dagobah system. (laughs) Yes, Maverick, we are going to the Dagobah oh, system. Our old, beloved, uh, passed-on cat, Maverick. I would say to him all the time when he'd be out of me, that's right, that's right, Maverick, we're going to the Dagobah system. Oh, Yeah, I loved him so much. Yeah, he was amazing. Yeah. Best cat ever. He was the best cat ever. When Finn is attempting to start a fire, he writes the word fire on the ground and then kisses the stick. This is a joke based on the idea of symp- uh, sympathetic magic, a popular form of esoteric magic. Huh. The Woobie-Woo villagers are mud scamps, which are similar to mud skippers, fish that spend a lot of their life out of water. Huh. Gross. The Woobie-Woo <laughs> villagers' preserved nature and self-admittance of being shy is similar to that of Tenda tribe encountered by Ness in Earthbound. The Tenda, however, are extremely shy and will not talk to Ness until they're given a book 
titled Overcoming Shyness. Oh, if I was wanted to play Earthbound, I think we huh. have it for free on uh, the Nintendo Switch. Huh. Yeah. Okay, then. Uh, but here, here we go. I'm not playing <laughs> the game unless you play it with me. Sure. Yay! We're going to play Earthbound. <laughs> you get to initiate that. Ooh, ooh. Here we go. Matt. Matt is literally win. pumping his fist in the air. What is happening? Uh, hold on. Why are you going on Terminator over there? I don't know. Anyway, Matt <laughs> was pumping his fist in the air as he made that ooh sound. Ooh. <laughs> I really want to play an old school RPG with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Yeah, you've, pl- you've played Breath of the Wild from beginning to end, and you're not even, like, a huge video game person. No. I've never beaten a Zelda game in my life. So, no. like, that just blows my mind. We got to play some old school RPGs together. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to hear what your prediction was for this episode <laughs> based on its name? You joining us in this episode, buddy? <laughs> yeah, was, I've had a lot on my mind tonight. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? No. <laughs> I already have okay. all, all my random thoughts. So the hard easy. Yes. You guessed, based on the name of this episode, it would be about this. Jake is faced with a moral dilemma that he over-dramatizes. Finn calls his difficult decision easy and makes fun of his over-dramatic ways. So, here we go. Uh, moral dilemma Jake is not quite faced with. Uh, he calls Finn's difficult decision easy. So he doesn't take Finn's decision to go after this frog easy. But he's proven wrong because Jake is more freaked out by the frog than Finn is. Mm-hmm. It's a C. As far as how close <laughs> it is. <laughs> as far as creativity. It makes fun of his dramatic ways. B plus. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you want to guess what the next, next episode is about based on the name? Yes. Reign of Gunters. Okay. So clearly this is a Gunter-centric episode. I don't know about that. Gunter is tired of Ice King and his erratic behaviors. He ventures out to the Ice Kingdom, out of the Ice Kingdom, to the ocean in search of a group of other penguins who Gunter can build a life with. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. Okay. Yeah. Guess hey, we're going to find out. Any last uh, thoughts about this episode? The Hard Easy. It's not a popular episode. Yeah. And yet it's one of my go-tos. I love it so much. It's so funny. I love that you love it. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's adorable. This is just like, this episode's built for me and my brand of humor. Mm-hmm. It totally is. Um, I also love that you literally spit uh, something out of your nose in response <laughs> to laughing to this episode. It's so funny. <clears throat> just the prince's voice just cracks me up mm-hmm. every time. Yeah, that's great. That's pretty much how it sounds. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, should we get to the next episode? Let's do it. All right, we. This is season four, episode twenty-four, Reign of Gunters. IMDb rating of seven point nine. Overall number one oh two. One oh two. Directed by Larry Leachlider, Nate Cash, written and storyboarded by Akko Castera, Jesse Mahoynihan, original air date October 8th, 2012, and 1.85 million U.S. Oh, viewers. now we're overshot on it, huh? Mm-hmm. Today is October 3rd, October mm-hmm. 8th. Five yeah. days. Yeah. We're going to get there one day. The title card shows a very sad-looking Gunter yeah. sitting at a bar stool with a milkshake in his hand. And on the shelf underneath him, you could see a tiny little Jake. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there's, there's an odd-looking character sitting in the background. Yeah. A few of them. He's sad. Yeah. Yeah. So, with the synopsis, Ice King is in his room looking for his demonic wishing eye. Gunter comes in, and Ice King follows it to a hairbrush. Ice Cream says the brush Ice is- Cream? Ice Cream? <laughs> <laughs> Ice King says the brush is for princesses only, and it is shown that a dirty piece of Princess Guzzle a dirty piece of Princess Bubblegum's hair stuck to it, which Ice King creepily smells. <laughs> yeah. He decides to look for a magic wishing eye online, but Gunter annoys Ice King. He decides he tells Gunter to go to the corner. Gunter scoots on his belly and slides himself up. He said, No, I said stand in the corner. And Gunter slides himself up the corner. He's still yeah. kind of like on his He's belly. Like it was standing. so adorable. Yeah. He decides and leaves to go to Wizard City 
to get a new wishing eye, ordering Gunter to try not to break anything while he's gone. Gunter, in spite of Ice King, decides to break every bottle it can get their hands on. It heads to the Ice King's recliner, where it is revealed that Gunter keeps its kitten offspring and Ice King's demonic wishing eye underneath. Yeah. That kitten is so cute. It's so stinking cute. Gunter is just adorable in general. I know, right? So later, Finn wakes up to find Gunter sitting on him, but it's like a green Gunter. Yeah. Like, so it seems holographed. Yeah. And then it zooms in to show, like, the room is completely filled with Gunters. And Finn tries to make them go away, but they just mimic Finn. And he wakes Jake up. He's like, Jake, we got something going on. Yeah. So Jake gets angry and grows, knocking down all the Gunters. But then they grow to Jake's size. And Finn starts fighting them, but they all fall down the stairs. The Gunters pin down Finn and Jake and start slapping them. One kicks Jake, and Finn screams, Ice King, as he gets slapped. The scene changes to Ice King flying to Wizard City. It is hidden by a fake cliff, and when Ice King says, Wizards rule, <laughs> the fake cliff disappears, which I thought was really He clever. says it's so like, he's like, Wizards rule. Yep. Inside the city, Ice King become, uh, comes to a stop in front of a store. He reads a sign above that apparently has a wizard symbol for magical items. He asks Huntress Wizard, who looks actually pretty cool, BT yeah. Dubs. This is the first time I've met Huntress Wizard. Yeah, she is cool. Yeah. Um. Anyway, just to be sure, and she replies that, um, and Ice King complains that should, they should write it on the sign and protest, no more symbols, no more initiations. Then Huntress Wizard asks Ice King if he's trying to get himself killed. And then leaves. Yeah. Yeah. So Ice King is kind of um, uh, an anarchist. Among, yeah, apparently. Among the wizards. So at this, Ice King mentions that JT Dog Zone <laughs> and his advice of swinging at every ball, meaning to try to hit every woman. So Ice King, Ice King goes inside the store and inside is a hallway, which leads to a room with a table that, that Bofu, Frost Wizard, and, La- and Laser Wizard are talking at. We've met Bofu before. Yes, we have. What episode was he in? Bofu. That was uh, the one where uh, Finn and Jake are trying to become wizards. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's the frog guy. Oh, gotcha. Thanks. So after the conversation, they chant something as Ice King walks up to them. Ice King asks to keep what tight? <laughs> Three wizards get angry, and the Laser Wizard says that it's a secret Ice King should never have heard. The three wizards walk up to him and attack him. So which one's Laser Wizard? Is that the forest wizard that's like, that captured Finn in the forest? I think... Oh, no, forest wizard's already mentioned. Yeah, Laser, Laser wizard, wizard is the one that looks like like a tech He's got like a Tron. purple suit and like a... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't, re- I he don't looks remember. Like a, he, he looks like a RoboCop almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, meanwhile... <clears throat> Jake gets flattened by the Gunters, and the real Gunter comes in with the kitten taped to its back and is wearing Ice King's demonic wishing eye and breaks two bottles. <laughs> Finn asks where Ice King is, but Gunter just leaves, and the fake Gunters follow Gunter. Finn and Jake walk out of their house to find fake Gunters scattered all along and all over the grasslands. Finn wonders if the fake Gunters are everywhere. Then Jake grabs a telescope, which he, like, sticks his arm through the door and then... Like, comes up through the top of it and hands it to himself, which seems interesting. Yeah. Anyway, Jake is amazed and scared by what he saw. And Finn's like, yo, what is it? And then he's like, no, 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 hold on. And he's like, oh, my glob. Fake kicks Jake in. Finn kicks Jake in the face and says, dude, what is it? And Jake says, it's over. We've been conquered. So Jake says everyone's been conquered by Gunter. (laughs) So Finn looks through the telescope and sees Gunter leading her army, their army, to the Candy Kingdom. So Finn breaks the telescope and rides Jake to the Candy Kingdom, but Finn also notices that he's still in his pajamas and that he has to change. So Finn calls Princess Bubblegum, and she's mad by the fact that there's an army of fake Gunters heading toward the Candy Kingdom. Princess Bubblegum says that Gunter has to get past the Banana Guards and the Gumball Guardians. Jake says it, <clears throat> it won't work, and Finn says he has a plan, and when he gets there, he will do his plan as an addition to Princess Gubblebuns. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Seriously, I can't talk. Princess Bubblegum's plan and ends the call. Finn tells Jake that he will not reveal his plan because he prefers to be mysterious, keeping all the ladies in a state of confusion. That way he has options in case Flame Princess doesn't work out. Finn uh-huh. says this is called future farming? Mm-hmm. I thought it was future framing. I thought that's what he said. Huh. And he got it from Jake's book, Mind Games, by J.T. Dogzone. How do you feel about Jake's advice there? Like, you know, keep the ladies confused. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
questions. Okay, I have two things. The first thing is, please be open in your communication. People can't read your mind. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. It's all messed up. Also, I'm alarmed by the minimal amount of security in this episode when there was like a ton of security in Princess Cookie. The mm-hmm. inconsistency is staggering. It is. Um, security over the Kindy Kingdom in general is very lax. Totally. Between the banana guards and the gumball guards. Yeah. There's very little keeping this kingdom together. It's, it really is Finn and Jake holding totally. this place together. 100%. Yeah. Makes sense that they're rich. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so Jake tells Finn that it will mess up his brain and that he only kept the book for last because of its uh, bad advice. But then he tells Finn that he can be mysterious anyway, confusing him. And Finn... Bleh, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> Finn and Jake arrive and Finn climbs on the wall. <laughs> Princess Bubblegum tells him that the cavalry is standing by. By cavalry, I mean cavalry. Matt's had some apple juice tonight. <laughs> so Finn decides that's just Adult catching up with them. apple juice. <laughs> so Finn decides to rally some citizens, but then unicorn-shaped shaped, uh, fake gunters attack him. Then Princess Bulgum commands guards riding on candy horses to defend, but they fail. Um. Also, Princess Gumball... G- g- <laughs> <laughs> PB is wearing some like Wonder Woman esque clothing in this episode. Oh, I didn't notice that. She looks super rad. Nice. <laughs> this season has been her season, by the way. It has been. She has been rocking it this season. Totally. You know what? She has been on point. Yep. One gumball guardian tries to defend, but is taken down by the giant Gunter made out of additional Gunters, and many more Gunters were coming. PB taunts Gunter that it cannot break the wall, she thinks, but it releases the cat and it shoots out lasers while being in an aurora, aura, mm-hmm. aura made out of energy and destroys the wall. Yeah, I love that detail. Totally great. Gunter flies to where the wall is and then the smoke's clear up. smoke <coughs> clears up. Finn shows that his plan was to collect all the bottles in the land as Gunter likes breaking bottles. The army follows and breaks more bottles with glass flying everywhere. So Finn prom- promises that they will not run out of bottles, but as soon as he s- finishes saying that, there's no more bottles left. And it shows that the bottles have been reduced to a pile of broken glass. So Gunter calls its army to attack Finn, Jake, and Princess Bubblegum, but Finn tries to attack Gunter, and Gunter uses the wishing eye to make its army spit out swords and attack. So it's like that mimicking behavior again. Yeah. <laughs> so PB says that she has the third plan, which is to make more bottles out of the broken glass forever. <laughs> so, and uh, Finn's like, well, this sucks. So Gunter comes in to tell the three that it will kill the gumball guardian if they don't give it any bottles. And it was kind of an emotional little spot for me mm-hmm. with the gumball guardian. Like, really? I'm sorry, princess. Yeah. PB tells it to wait but Gunter decides to kill the Gumball Guardian as Gunter taps the glass and makes a crack. I king. <laughs> IK, damaged, noticeably, comes and sees Gunter with his wishing eye. IK then punishes Gunter by squirting water at it, which is super <laughs> adorable. We need to get a water bottle for our cats because I'm telling you what. We have one. I know, but where is it? On the kitchen. Uh, yeah, exactly. On the table. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, we need another one. <laughs> anyway, um, IK commands Gunter to remove the demonic wishing eye, and Gunter does so. Its army disappears and it walks away. He's like, Yeah, that's right. You walk away and think about what you did. <laughs> Finn asks Ice King <clears throat> why he's all jacked up, and he replies that he got into some crazy whiz biz at Wizard City and does not know how he survived. He's about to tell you, then, but remembering it's a secret, says, Wizards only, fools. Keep it tight. Yeah, it makes me wish that this episode was what was happening with Ice King. I wish they had a follow-up episode with what happened to Ice King. Me too, because I was really engaged with all that. Because I know they have another episode from a previous one from this season that explains the other side of what was happening. Mm-hmm. The one where, oh, uh, Be Moon More. It's the opposite of that. Yeah, yeah. Also... Finn and Jake are wizards. Yeah, again. Just saying. They have wizard training. They obtained many wizard skills. 
did did it just go out the window because Bufo didn't need them anymore or something? I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> but that always drives me crazy too. Yep. What do you think of this one overall? Um, love this episode. I love Gunter. I love, I want like, oops, I want Gunter tattooed on me. Like I am a super fan of this situation. I think this episode was great and lovely and entertaining and just super silly. Yeah. I don't remember if I've mentioned it in the podcast before, but Ice King's Castle reminds me of Ice World in Super oh, Mario 3. totally. And that fills my heart with happy rays. Yeah, happy rays. Yeah. I like that. And Gunter is a total cat. Like, total cat behavior. Yes. Just breaking everything when you're gone. And yes. And you get sprayed with water. <laughs> I legit walked into our bathroom and I was like, oh, this cat's like knocking everything off the freaking counter. Mm-hmm. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> um... Listen, this episode was lovely. Um, I think there's a lot of funny um, dialogue, like, Jake, we got penguins. You know, when they wake up to a bunch of penguins around them, there's mimicking everything they do. Yeah. This whole J2 dogs, whatever bone, dog zone is. persona, like his author persona. Oh, my gosh. Like, it is so funny. And, like, all of a sudden, out of the blue, we're talking about this. And it's just like, oh, I just... (laughs) It just cracks me up. Takes terrible dating advice. Yes. It's yep. great. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but the animation was great in this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool that you get to see a lot of like literal ground. Like you see Ice Kingdom, Finn and Jake's place. Yes. Um, Wizard City and like the actual like kingdom. Isn't like, it crazy how kingdom. that's all in 11 minutes? Yeah. You see so many, like, because they've done all this world building in the past, though, mm-hmm. that's why they could do that. Yeah. And they showed a lot of that world in this episode. Totally. And you know what's going on still. Yes. It was great. Yep. I think this is a great follow-up to the last episode. I, I think that both of these could wa- be watched back to back and both of them be, like, super entertaining and enjoyable. Yeah. A good, like... 20 minute, you know, watching it while you're eating dinner kind of thing. Yep. And they, and come out of it feeling entertained. Between the two of them, they cover so much ground as far as like different settings of the, of ooh. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that just makes it so much more fun. Yeah. I love that. It really speaks to how all of these characters play together. But I also find it funny how like Ice King has like this control over Gunter, even though it's like this, like Gunter is super passive aggressive and yet. He's just like, what are you doing? And sprays her with a spray bottle. And then, you know, mm-hmm. anyway. When you see the power between Gunter and Ice King, they could take over the world in like a minute. Totally. <laughs> they just totally. don't. Totally. <laughs> yeah. They just don't seem to have it all together. Yeah. To do it. Snail watch? Sure. Where's the snail, Maddie? So the snail is when Gunter is throwing stuff out of the fridge looking for bottles to break. Which fridge? Is that the one at the Ice Kingdom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, there he is. No fill face in this episode. Matt, what's your favorite line? Jake, we got penguins. It's from Finn. My favorite was, I'm just stepping to you, girl, with my intellectual wizard politics. Yeah, my sister, Regina, I remember her pointing out to me that she loved that line. Yeah. (laughs) It was so good. It's it so when he, smooth. Yeah, it's when he was talking to Forest Wizard. Yeah. Is that her name? Huntress Wizard? Huntress. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She just looks looked like a forest nymph. But um, yeah, it was it's so funny. I was just like, that line was just like thrown down. Yeah. Ice King's a cool guy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, All right, man. Tell me your impression. Flu slips sink ships. It's the Forest Wizard. <laughs> they did some really like uh, classic kind of like things when they were talking to him. Yeah. Anyway. What's your, line? You- uh, your impression? I mean, you'll never get past these walls. I think, Princess Bubblegum. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I thought that was great. I do too. Guess what? Yes. We have some trivia. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Start it off. Okay, when Ice King enters Wizard City, the viewer can see Brain Wizard is still a cat on the left corner. It seems that he has not broken the curse yet. Bummer. That's from the Wizard Tournament yeah. one? Okay, yep. yeah. 
So when the pink kitten blows up the castle wall, a piece of debris is shaped like tree trunks. <gasps> no way! What? I didn't see that. Oh my gosh. The official artwork of Jesse Moynihan shows Finn reading the book of J.T. Dogzone with a tense face. The back part of the book shows a photo of the author who seems to be wearing a coat, a top hat, and thick glasses. Nice. Oh, my gosh. So when Ice King searches for the wizard market on his computer, a list of his recent searches can be seen. See the first four images in the screenshots section to view the list on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> what did you read that? Okay. <laughs> All right. What were the Ignore first four? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hold on, I want to look it up for a second. I'll read the next one while you're looking that up. Okay. Finn's communication device has improved since the episode Go Wait, With Me. Wait, what's the episode? Oh, right. I'm going through. Sorry, go ahead. Finn calls Princess Bulgum. P-Rubs, toward the end of the episode. P-Bubs. P-Bubs, not P-Rubs, P-Rubs. P-Rubs? That sounds dirty. That's <laughs> so. inappropriate, Matthew. <laughs> Ice King calls Gunter both a lady and mister in the same episode. <sighs> when Finn was explaining to Jake about his relationship, the title card music is heard. Ice King knows of J.T. Dogzone's book existence, too, and seems to be fond with it, as seen in I Remember You. Okay, you ready? Yeah. So there are a n- number of things uh, on the search history. Wants to rub mayonnaise on a penguin. Yum. Ways I can do my hair. Ways to ask a girl to prom. Do they have prom and ooh? Apparently. Weird ways to burn calories. What is this lump on my back? Oh, my. Window breaking gloves. <laughs> Winter dating ideas. Hmm. Hmm. Wiping my bum isn't working right. <laughs> Story of my life. Ew, Matthew. <laughs> I'll cut that out. This is a family <laughs> show. <laughs> Wish girls would like me. Words that make girls like you. Wrong way to eat a banana. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, the article, uh, sorry. You go you. The articles Ice King's search shows are Blue Potion, Red Potion, Agent Staff, Comfy booties and hog bristle comb. A few of the Gunther's clones fly onto Finn's uh, bed, indicating their abnormality as real penguins cannot fly. There you go. Gunther hugging and rubbing his or her cat. Their cat is seen again after beating them as the first boss in Ice Kingdom and Break the Worm. All right. Episode connections. An ice penguin monster from King Worm returns as a real character, but colored green. The idea of one of the Gunter's love for breaking bottles first explored and still is revisited. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. The Ice King's demonic wishing eye first shown in when Wedding Bell's Thaw is utilized by Gunter. However, the original color of the demonic wishing eye is red, but was changed to green in this episode. The title, uh, the place the title card depicts is the Candy Tavern. Finn, Jake, Tree Chunks went there looking for stolen apples and apple thief. Yeah. And Jake went there with Mr. Pig in Dream of Love. Yeah, Tree Chunks is like, where's my oh, dang apples? That's right. So the name of the book, Mind Games, was mentioned <laughs> again when Flame Princess told Cinnamon Bun that sometimes friends are hard to understand and that they are just playing mind games. This may be due to Finn keeping all the ladies in confusion, as stated in this episode. Dude, Finn, just communicate. Yeah. Th- this comes back. In his uh, lack of relationship skills. Yeah. All right. Ice King says, what's your damage to Gunter? This is a reference to the cult classic movie, Heathers. Never seen it. No? Uh, that's with... Um, it's like Mean Girls, but from the 80s. Yeah. And it's got... um, uh, What's her name from um, Beetlejuice? Uh, oh. The Lady on Shit's Creek? Stranger Things as the mom. Eleven? No. The missing kid's mom. Oh, I can see her. Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder and um, Christian Slater. Mm. Both of whom I like. Anyway, never seen it. And Shannon Doherty and Kim Walker oh. and Lisanne Falk and Patrick Labreteau. Huh. Who else? <laughs> Daniel Waters. Okay, I don't know any of them. <laughs> Oh, there goes my movie trivia. A Hidden Wizard City is similar to Diagon Alley in Aripulta. Yes, it is. 
Uh, the wizard sign used in the episode is similar to West Side sign hand. Hand sign? Where the fingers make the shape of a W. It's also the inverse of Star Trek's Live Long and Prosper. Vulcan hand gesture. Vulcan. Forrest Wizard says loose lips sink the ships, which is a reference to a WW or World War II slogan, which has been adopted as an idiom to meant to mean that one should not talk carelessly because one never knows who may be listening. The oath that the wizards chant is similar to the Green Lantern oath, though this was unintentional. Finn's communication device somewhat may have resembled to an iPad or a Galaxy tab. <laughs> I love how he just turns Princess off on that. And, and he's, he's like, like nope, bye. bye. So when Ice King interrupts the other wizards on the wall in gold letters is the word April written in the Theban alphabet. This alphabet has traditionally been used as a cipher by occult practitioners. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. One of the statues on the shelves behind the Secret Society greatly resembles an Emmy Award, only without the hollow globe in its hand. Emmy Awards are awarded for achievements in television. The image of items available on the online wizard market strongly resembles sprites from various video games. The ancient staff closely resembles the canes of Birnaf and Samaria from The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. And the comfy booties look similar to the Pegasus shoes from the same game. The blue and red potions are also <laughs> items in many of the Legend of Zelda games, starting with the very first. The wishing eye resembles the eyes of Ender from the video game Minecraft. The hog bristlecomb, however, may just be a callback reference to the Ice King's brush for princesses only. Huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then lastly, the transformation of the kitten is very similar to the goblin force from the Marvel Universe. All right. All sorts of references I don't get. <laughs> so do you want to predict uh not predict uh, two episodes in a row huh do you want to hear True story. what your prediction was for this episode based on the name yes reign of gunters okay you, you guessed gunters gunters it's a gunter centric episode <laughs> gunter is tired of ice king and his erratic behaviors he ventures out of the ice kingdom to the ocean in search of a group of other penguins who gunter can build a life with so he is sick of Ice King's erratic behavior, apparently, at the beginning of this episode. He does seek out a group of other penguins with clones of himself. As far as how close it is, I'm giving that a B. Mm. Pretty good. As far as how close it is, erratic behavior is finishes out of the Ice Kingdom. Um, covers as much ground as this episode does, apparently, because he ventures out. I'm giving that an A plus. I actually love this. I think that would um I would think I would enjoy that episode more, maybe. Mm. Yeah. I love it. Oh, okay. Okay. I see you, Matt. Yeah. And you want to predict what the next episode's about based on its name? Yes, I do. I remember you. Finn wakes up from a dream where he is separated from who he thinks is his mother. Huh. He is saddened when he awakes, not knowing who she is. Finn talks to Jake, who is willing to help him seek out clues to connect to his mother. Oh, I love it. Yep. 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 Emotions. Yep. Matt, I know I thought about this episode. So this is one that I have not watched very frequently in the past, mm -hmm. and I'm kind of surprised by it because it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was great. I love how they have so many callbacks and just like different pieces of ooh. I love ooh. that this is a character um, that we don't know a lot about, but we know is this like badass like situation. And I, I just love it. I love it. I love this episode. I think it's great. Um, it, you know, I, I think that there are other episodes that are story driven. And this, this not, is not necessarily one of those, but is... Again, world building and has just a lot of fun elements to it that um, I think that I will enjoy for a long time. Yeah, I, I think when we're thinking, when we're talking about like our rankings at the end of the season, mm -hmm. I need to keep this one in mind because I've never thought much about it before, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking very highly of it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I again, I love the world building in this one. I love the animation in it. Um, yeah, it's just, it's good. Yeah. It's overall good. I have no problems with this episode. I agree. Super good. Hey, before we get to listener feedback, guess yeah. what time it is? Oh, no. What time is it? 
stump the chump. Oh, no, I forgot about this. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. We'll see what um, Matt, what questions Matt can answer from a little uh, quiz. Oh, boy. All right. Let's do it. All right. The names of Lady Rainicorn and Jake's children are Kim Kilwan, Jake Jr., TV Charlie, and... Crap. <laughs> Oh, no. I don't think that's one of them. <laughs> I don't know. I'm really? sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know all really? of these children's names. Oh. Oh, man. I lose it in the first question. Uh, I'm more familiar with the first, first four seasons than any of the other seasons. I I really feel worried about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Are you sorry? I do like Jake Jr. <laughs> I, you know, I almost thought that you would know this. The other day I was thinking about this. I was like, oh, you know, I'm really good at this trivia thing. And then stop the chump thing, I mean. And here we go. One question in. I lost. Okay. I'll give you a hint. Ugh. What is that? <laughs> just, just give me the fail. No. I'll give you a hint. You'll like it. Okay. All right. It is something that creates sound that is precious to Jake. Viola? Yes. I win. <laughs> no hints. I'm going to edit out all the hints. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm joking. Okay. I didn't earn that win. All right. Maybe you can get this one. Shelby's brother from the episode Little Brother is called... Oh, no! I love that episode. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. I don't know. I'm sorry. I've only seen that episode once. That doesn't matter, Matt. (laughs) You should know these things. If it helps, I really love that episode. (laughs) What do you think he would name it? Shelby Jr. (laughs) It's called Little Dude. Little Dude. Oh, come on. All right. With that said, that's another episode of Stump the Chump. All right. Not my best. Hey, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? What? We have listener feedback. Listener feedback. Oh, yeah. Um. So we have longtime listener, friend of the pod, Overcooked Walrus, or Owen. He um, sent us some really cool messages while Hurricane Ida passes. He was listening every day with Hot Cocoa and say that he's still been watching or listening to our show and loves it. Keep it up. Um, He moved to Kentucky from California and he says, hey, guys, it's me again. I feel like you're a PR guy or something because I just went on Reddit to the subreddit Adventure Time and told them about you guys, and they all loved it. Hopefully you get a couple hundred more listeners because you deserve it. Thank you again. Owen, thank you for promoting us. We really appreciate it. You are super rad. Yeah, thank you. From James in Massachusetts, he says, Hi, Matt and Amy. I absolutely love your podcast. Perhaps this came up and I missed it, but have any thoughts on the Steven Universe podcast? I certainly tune into that one. Also, have you any merchandise for your Oh My Glob podcast? I'm sure other listeners would also be interested. Best regards, James from Massachusetts. Um, so no, we haven't thought about you, Steven Universe. We really like that show. I think it is a good one. Um, and then we thought about doing some like one-off t-shirts for Oh My Glob featuring the artwork of, um, Moon Pie Makes. So things that we're considering haven't done anything with yet, but hopefully Future State will, uh, will get there. Yeah. So thank you, James. Appreciate it. And we will keep all of that on our back burner. Absolutely. Uh, so we got one from Cole. Cole this one's perfect for you, Matt, to read because I think you're going to love it. <laughs> Here we go. And they say, so Cole Car- Courtright says, hi, Matt and Amy. It's your friendly neighborhood Adventure Time fan. Boy, am I glad I found out about this show. Although those in the vicinity of my Lemongrad impression might feel differently. <laughs> I was wallowing in deep sadness when I finally finished the series. And then in the darkness, a shining ray of hope. I found your podcast. Eee! I love hearing you guys talk through each zany episode. Y'all always point out something that went completely over my head and gives me a deeper appreciation for the show. You're my favorite podcast, and I'm looking for forward to all the Radical episodes. P.S. I'm on team no rubric. Sorry, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for improving all of mankind. Mankind. <laughs> Sincerely, Randy Butternubs. <laughs> I love that so much. Right? And yes, no rubric. Um, Yep. You are in the whims of how I feel that day, honey. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. 
Cole C. The listeners have spoken. <laughs> the list Hunter likes me. I mean, ask for a rubric. Well, oh, you got me there. <laughs> That's right. All well, right thank got- you so much. I love that email so much. Made me happy. And yes. Hearing that for somebody's favorite podcast just blows my mind. I'm so happy about that. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I love that. All right. Charlotte C. says, Hiya. I know y'all haven't covered uh, season six, episode six, Breezy, but I want to pose a question for y'all to think about when the time comes. There's a scene close to the end of the episode when Finn and LSP, from how I read it, the implication is kind of dark. I'd love to hear what y'all think about it and what implication you read from it. I don't want to give any spoilers, so I won't go too far into what I think exactly why. So Charlotte, when we get there, we want to hear your thoughts, your um. We will, you know, it's a little ways away, but certainly let us know what you think. And I definitely am interested to see what happens because, frankly, I have no idea given I haven't seen the whole series. Yeah. And I've seen that episode a couple of times and I really enjoy that one, but I haven't dug that deeply into it yet. So I've, I'm also very curious what you think and I kind of want to revisit it now. Yeah. Thanks, Charlotte, for bringing that up and we'll definitely keep an eye out for it. Yes. Thank you. All right. And then Sean N says, hello, Matt and Amy. I emailed you before I um, I emailed you before. I was the guy who recommended to help your storyboard Amy's predictions. Also, a word of advice. I recommend watching the episode um, and then rewatch it at a slower speed so you find everything. You should watch together again the Distant Land special featuring Finn and Jake. Warning at sand and I almost cried. One more thing. If you're looking for an Adventure Time um, gay plane Minecraft Bedrock. There's an Adventure Time expansion. It's 5.99. Also, Finn's high pitch high pitch screech is his voice cracking. Finn's voice actor was asked to have his voice cracked. Anyways, you're the best, Sean. Yay! Thank you. Yes. Um. So I just learned a lot about Minecraft over this last week. My friend's daughter is super into Minecraft and learned all about like Dream and Dreamscape. Anyway, cool things happening. Thanks for letting us know. I think that's really lovely. And for our Adventure Time fa- fans, check out that um, Minecraft Bedrock and the Adventure Time uh, expansion. Um, I think you'll definitely love it. Matt is planning on doing a Distant Lands special um, episode or more with uh, some of our folks. And um, we're excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry <laughs> to take it so long to get the Distant, distant Lands episodes out. We're going to do it between seasons four and season five. We've only got once uh, one episode left. Yeah. Of our podcast of season four, so yeah. we're gonna do it in the break between season four and five. That's great. Yeah, and uh, I know Amy hasn't seen Distant Lands, but it's because we're watching the show in its entirety, as Amy's never seen it before, and so I know Distant Lands gets into a, some very spoiler heavy t- territory. So we wanted to hold off on watching that together until she's finished this series. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. It's going to happen. Boom. I'm mad. (laughs) You want to read Chris's? Oh, hey, Chris. Chris B says, I love y'all's podcast. I'm a regional truck driver who's away from my family quite a bit. I got my son into Adventure Time. Listening to your podcast helps me feel as though I'm not as far away from him. I love your friendly banter and impressions. Please keep it up, Chris. Hey, thank you. That makes us feel so good. Absolutely. I love knowing that we can help somebody's day out a little bit, especially at work. Totally. And then also keeping your family connected. And I understand the importance of truck drivers. And we really appreciate what you do for our our communities and what you do for our country and making sure that we have the goods and things that we need every day. Because without truck drivers, we would have nothing. Absolutely. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks for listening to the pod. We appreciate it. 100% appreciate you and your line of work. Yep, absolutely. And this episode or this email is from Joseph. Joseph S. I flipped the pig. <laughs> Looking forward to this podcast so much. Y'all are hilarious. It puts a smile on my face every time I get a notification that y'all have posted. It's been super cool hearing your progress in life as well as this, um, as well in the series. This is one of my favorite shows, and I'm glad y'all are doing it justice. Much love, Joseph. Yay! Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Joseph. We really, really appreciate it. Totally. I happen to know we're doing it justice, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then lastly, Charlotte C. again emailed us. um, She sent us some really cool fan art. And she said, I'm a new listener to y'all's podcast. I'm a huge fan of Venture Time and have been seeing all the seasons um, multiple times. I'm slowly working my way through all the episodes, starting with season one, episode one. These are some drawings I did, pen and colored pencil. I hope you guys enjoyed them and we will definitely post them on our social media as well. Absolutely. 
Thank you so much. And then lastly, I know we had tons of stuff. We were catching up on some things. Hunter has sent in his uh, season four rankings. I see you, Hunter. We did not forget that. And we will talk about that in our next, next episode. Yeah. When we go over our rankings. Yep. So. Absolutely. You're always good with that. And we always appreciate it. I'm always super curious what your predictions, uh, not predictions, what what your ranking is going to be. 100%. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Guess what? What? We made it through another episode. We did it. Woohoo! Woo! This is great. Yeah. You can catch us at Oh My God Podcast on Insta, Twitter, and Facebook, or email us at Oh My God Podcast at gmail.com. And we have a phone number 216 260 GLOB or 216 260 Four, five, six, two. You can leave a voicemail and maybe just like do an impression or like something you like about Adventure Time or the pod or a question you might have. We're totally down. Or you can leave us a voicemail on anchor.fm and we'll uh, catch it up there. Yeah. We would love to play one on the air. So go for it. Yes. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. You're amazing. I appreciate you, Matt. Thank you. Appreciate you too. And also all of you listeners, you're all thebomb.com. Totes. This is Amy. This is Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.